Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of your dose of death as always i'm lauren rosenberg thank you each and every single week for joining me on this wild crazy adventure that is my podcast and before we get into it as always want to give a shout out to my sponsors grateful death match as always still have that great promo code of death uh, gets you free shipping across the united states and beyond and of course um crimson mask has that great new discount code they just gave me, which is shoot gimmick, no spaces, S-H-O-O-T, like the gun, gimmick. And um, that is on the new Crimson Mask and Grateful Death Match, both my super friends working on a shirt together, the barbed wire bat tee. So that is free shipping on that tee alone. Um, shout out to Billy Ballantyne. I know he just made the move out to Florida from New York. That's a crazy move. Shout out to him and his family. Uh, but this this t-shirt is awesome so definitely go hit them up again with that promo code of shoot gimmick for free shipping and now i know i know you guys have been waiting a while for this i've been on a bit of a break just resetting the batteries recharging um but i am back and of course i have a great guest a guy who doesn't get enough love in the world of independent wrestling but his um his work has really stood out to me a guy who has definitely made a positive impact on wrestling community as a whole. I think when you think of the IWC, you don't get a lot of good reputations, but this guy definitely brings the good reputation. Um, of course, I am talking about Ivan Fire J, video designer, extraordinaire, Twitter space god almost, I want to say. <laughs> um, just a guy, all-around good guy, and... Um, Ivan, thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to speak with me. Dude, of course. Uh, round two. You know? Yeah, for those of you that don't know, there was a round one, but there was so much internet issues during that. I was yeah, like, I'll you take know the what? Blame. And yeah. We'll take the L and just put that in the back burner. So that's like a lost episodes of Your Dose of Death one day down the line. We'll make that like a Patreon exclusive, like way down the line. Yeah, no, it's, and, um, oh, before I get into it, Countout does have a Countout Drive that we were doing right now. So $5 is kind of like a Patreon, as you just said, but for anyone who is curious, um, I did two exclusive podcasts that are only behind that $5 paywall. They are funny. They're insightful. You may want to listen to them, but yeah, for $5 does not change any price. You get a whole lot of content through the count up um, podcast network exclusive. Um, definitely check it out. I'll definitely be retweeting a link to that in the near future. But anyways, back to Ivan here. Um, you have been busy even. I know things have been a little rough for you these 
past few weeks. I know you're in between jobs. Yeah. But um, you still have been putting out some fantastic work that I think, I think the deathmatch community as well as just wrestling community really is proud of. Of course, um, me and you are both big deathmatch under fans and both very much their, so. Yeah. Both love their work. Um, we're both good friends with Joel. The dream tournament um, visual that you did was one of your finest works, my friend. Thank you. That was the one with uh, the Wu Tang song. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It is. Uh, that was all their idea. Uh, Deathmatch Down Under. Um, what a great name for that tournament. Death rules everything around me. Yes. You know, that's just, um, I love Deathmatch Down Under. They're, I call them my home promotion because they're, <laughs> <laughs> even though I live in the middle of Texas, you know, it's, they give me the most consistent work and they're just incredible people. Yeah, they really are incredible people. I've, I've, I've tried to make it a goal with this podcast to have more and more guys, which I am going to do for those of you who are Deathmatch Down Under fans. Uh, but of course, if you are curious, l- listen to my stuff with Joel Bateman and Callum Butcher, two of my absolute favorite people in the world of deathmatch wrestling. Two guys who are bright, young. Not, I mean, Callum's young, but Joel is a seasoned yeah. vet. But they're both they're both hungry for the spotlight, and they both deserve it at the same time. So, I mean, really, the work you've been putting through with them. I mean, even just before Dream has really been some great stuff. And I think stuff that I think you can appreciate, I can appreciate, everyone can appreciate, of course. But also you have been doing a lot of really cool stuff with GCW these days. Oh, yeah. That is, that'll never get old. That'll never get old. I will say. Extremely surreal. I think one of my favorites was the Jordan Oliver, Ricky Marvin promo you did. Uh, See, I'm I'm hard on my own work. And uh, (laughs) a part of me doesn't like that video and then part of me does um that was fun because me and jordan uh just like to go back and forth on ideas he's very hands-on with what he wants his videos to present and he both song choices were his idea but then i came up with the what if we do like las vegas visuals yeah the you Vegas know. visuals made it for me. That's the thing. The thing that I just the music with the visuals just made it yeah. together. So I th- I really appreciated that video. I know others seem to have already lost it in the chambers of Twitter apparently, <laughs> but um, I think that's one I can go back and say that was a really good one by Ivan. Um, so a, a question I have for you is um, when it comes to doing these videos, when it comes to what are your initial thoughts when someone says, Hey, I want you to do a video for so-and-so when someone like, uh, says like, yeah, they just like, they're like, okay, like I want to do a video with you. Like when someone's oh, okay. like yeah. laying the groundwork, what, what are your initial thoughts going into um, putting it together? I usually like to know what they want first. Um, because at the end of the day, I, uh, I'm very versatile when it comes to like my style. So I don't exactly want to put any of any wrestler in a box. I want them, I want them to be clear on what they want. And then I want to morph my style around that. So one of the first questions I always ask is like, you know, what kind of vibe are you looking for? You know, uh, whether it be promo or highlight reel. Um, but then I also just enjoy, I don't like to have a lot of, uh, preconceived notions or plans going into videos. I like to be creative and I like to see where the video takes me. And yeah, it's fun working with especially like intricate characters because it's almost like halfway through a video, the video will kind of tell you like, hey, 
we need to go in this direction <laughs> you know and that's you know that's always so, that's so much fun yeah i mean you've had the absolute pleasure of working with some incredible people and then depends so many incredible people yeah i mean who are some of your personal favorites that you've gotten to, the chance to work with um see that that's like two different answers like <laughs> because there's people that i've worked with that i've enjoyed videos yeah like doing videos but there's also people that like i just enjoy working with as humans um if i had to say a top three probably um uh jordan oliver would be up there um charles mason oh yeah that was a really then, good one I think my number one, just based on the kind of content we've been producing lately, has been Robert Martyr. Um, I'm close with Robert, and I think we get each other extremely well when it comes to our respective creative visions. And match made in heaven. Like it's we don't even we don't really need to talk a lot about what we want in the videos or from the promos. It just works. Yeah, Robert, I, I, I am definitely becoming a Robert Martyr fan. I've seen the videos that you've put out for him. They are as good as gold. Thank you. As a, Thank and His um, promos make them, you know, take them to that next level. It's amazing. If you haven't heard of Robert Martyr, ladies and gentlemen, a guy who was experienced beyond his years, but is insanely young in the craft of professional wrestling. And sometimes, I'll say this, like sometimes like, people trying to find that one piece to the puzzle i think with the promos they he's kind of put the puzzle together and especially right with the lending hand you've given him it definitely puts more eyes on him than i think he could have ever imagined at the ripe old age of 19 years old <laughs> he's a perfect example of someone that i reached out to that's how we met was i said hey i want to like do videos for you man because i like what you're doing because this is going to sound like I'm hyping myself up, but like, <laughs> I mean, I know my own video skill and I know that there's certain people that like, they just need that little bit of extra push on like the videos and promos they're producing. And I feel like I can give that to them. And if that helps them, you know, it's a very gratifying feeling. Yeah, it definitely is a gratifying feeling. Um, and it's funny, you put out a lit, a little short list yeah, of did. guys that in guys and gals that you'd want to do clips with and it's funny that you did that was it this week this week you did that list uh yeah i believe i saw i think it was anthony henry put out a cody-esque list yeah of uh people he wanted to wrestle when he came back to the indies and i just went why have i not done that <laughs> you know and then so, i was like all right let's let's do that so the, so the reason i bring that up is so of course you don't do a lot of podcasts so i'm more than happy to have you on I want to give you the space right now to tell whoever is possibly listening to this. Maybe it's someone that I have interviewed before, which I, I know your list. There's one person on there who you have, who I have interviewed my very first interview, of course, with Bam Sullivan, who's on the illustrious fire J list, but others, um, why should they want to work with you? Like this is your pitch. Okay. Well, side note, uh, me and Bam have started a little bit of a conversation. So uh, look forward to that in the future. I'm very excited for that. When it comes to me, I think I'm just extremely versatile in that I have like half a dozen different types of videos I can produce that fit the character, each character's, each wrestler's character best. 
and again i just don't get stuck in my own ways when it comes to editing and i don't i don't cut people down i'm like hey you know that doesn't really fit with my style you know i don't like to have a style i like to be free forming and as well as i just think i'm good at highlighting what's good about certain wrestlers and hiding you know some shortcomings like i think i'm just it's just a, a gift I think I have on just identifying that when it comes to highlight reels and promotional material. That was a good pitch. So anyone who is listening, of course, the BAM one, I'm very excited for that. BAM is a, is a great friend. The the first of the Your Dose of Death alumni, as I've kind of put it out there. Was there um, anyone else on that list that you were like, please, let's um, let this happen? Dark Sheik would be one i'd love to see you two work together dark chic is a badass incredible she, of course just won the agua san jose title i saw that yeah with um pollo del mar who of course is the host of effie's big gay brunch um i'd have to look back at that list and get back to you but the dark chic one really popped me i'm like if anyone can make dark chic look good it'd be you uh i'm also one away from completing uh the S4TB um, Quadrifecta, uh, whatever. Yes. Uh, Lazarus is the only one I haven't worked with, so I'd love to work with him. Okay. Well, I mean, that's awesome to hear. I know it, SV, S4TB, it's Jody, Sandra, Adriel, and, uh, and Adriel, and okay, Lazarus. Yeah, me and Adriel got some stuff in the works. Okay. I'm not <laughs> as familiar with them, I just know them off the internet. Yeah. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm still learning. I did have a very small, like, five-person list maybe, like, a month ago. And I think the top two were, like, Adriel and uh, Conan Lycan. Oh, yeah. Which which I'm getting to do work with Adriel. And me and Conan, I think, kind of have an understanding that when he does want to do something, I'm available, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a a thing that you do really well is you spotlight those who maybe don't have as much of a spot. I know your Jody video definitely helped him get on the map in more ways w- than one i wouldn't say that i think he had a good following before that but <laughs> no i think uh one of the most gratifying things about being an indie video editor is recognizing that i have a level of um uh polished video that i can give to indie talent who just need that extra kick to help promote their stuff and it's just a wonderful feeling to like just give that to someone and be like you know here you know this is going to help you even in a small way you know i want to bring that kind of video quality to the lower levels of the independency yeah i think that's as good as it gets for you man and i mean you've done some incredible work so far but i'm really excited to see the work you have coming up you're never the hustle never stops uh this is all i I don't want to get depressing or anything, but like, this is what I live for. This is what I wake up to do. This is what I go to bed at night thinking about, you know, this is all I, this is all I do. You know, I, it's not even depressing. It's just, it's, it's, you're saying a fact, which I think, I think people who are interested in working, you will understand like, this is what you do. This is exactly what you bring to the table, the determination you're, you're hundred percent into this. So I hope people that do listen to this understand that um so i want to get into of course i talked about you and twitter spaces you've really Uh, taken advantage of the twitter space formula which mind you i've tried and i have failed i don't know how you do it my friend a lot of luck 
a lot of luck. yeah lady luck is on your side but i want to kind of get your thoughts when twitter space became a thing and you were like okay i want to bring this community together what was your first initial thoughts when twitter space came out yeah that's not even what i was thinking i was like what is this you know and i was like i was so confused and i was like oh i'll start one and then i started like almost every other space i would meet somebody for the first time like someone like a val pancakes or yeah. um trying to think of who would have be another example like a ron bass jr yeah uh and then i kind of started amassing this a little island of misfit toys in the wrestling <laughs> community and it became like this little family almost and then you know there's so many interpersonal connections through even like the main six of us that are always in spaces or so yeah like if you're following someone who's in a tour space you see it at the top of your timeline yeah and there's a lot of wrestlers who are just curious they don't know what's going on like <laughs> like I think we talked about this, like we've had Daniel Garcia like randomly pop in to say one word and then bounce out, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, the amount of just kind of very weird people we've had just kind of stop by. Um, I don't know why people want to talk in my space. I try and promote um, a very safe space where everyone can feel welcome and um, no one feels judged or no one feels like, you know, afraid to talk. Yeah. I like to include people like if I hear someone not getting a lot of words in I'll be like hey what did you think of this you know I try and make everyone feel welcome so maybe that's why no I, I think that's what I've been on your Twitter space and I see the work you put in and I think it's definitely something that is needed more and some people use Twitter spaces for all the wrong reasons some people use it to get themselves over you know and yeah that's, that was never my intention uh, I just wanted to talk to people yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, 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 I didn't think Twitter spaces would be so reliable of a thing that we needed during this pandemic, but I think I can't, thanks to people like you and others, I'm like, oh, like this should have been here a while ago. We had the technology to do this. We could have <laughs> used Twitter it. To, gets, if Twitter ever got rid of spaces, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I, I, you and me both, but it's, it's funny now. I mean, you've made them into these theme nights. You've made uh, game nights out of it. Yeah. You I try, a whole I try to keep it fun. Uh, yeah. We've done a lot of really dumb stuff. The first one we did was like a trivia night. Yes. Um, that. Ron Bass Jr. is our current trivia night champion. <laughs> uh, I think the last one we did was like, uh, I think the, the topic was like in for a cup of coffee, like wrestlers who were barely in the fed oh so it okay. was like people like paul Burchill and guys like that yeah the trivia answers that's uh, amazing but yeah we've done like uh shoot what else have we done we've done like movie night we've done like yes stupid like parlor games you know just um stuff to keep us entertained but also like mur you know, murder mystery one was the one that i uh, did I, I didn't even imagine if that was even possible but you did it it worked, but then I think we ended up just playing like Among Us because we were like, "This uh, is just Among Us. Why aren't we just playing Among Us?" But, okay. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know. It, it like I deal with a lot of like uh, mental stuff and yeah. taking my like recycling my negative energy and like, oh, you know, I'll do this like one Twitter space tonight. You know, it's like finding constructive ways to manage it and giving myself something to look forward to at the end of the day like all right it's gonna be a bad day but you know what at the end of the day you know if we're doing like karaoke or some yeah. stupid thing in the space that it'll just be fun you know 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a good use of your time. I think any of us, um, I'm always someone who's been a proponent for mental health and just using your energy wisely and putting it to different facets of life. And I think um, I have this podcast, you have Twitter spaces and your videos. We all have our own ways of coping with things. So I think I can appreciate that sentiment. So I want to get into um, some of your deathmatch videos that you've done. You, but yes, you did. You did Alex versus Bam. That was a really that, good one. That one was so much fun. It was a uh, yeah body snatcher, and yeah. like the chorus drop was like, "What's up, bitch? Fuck you!" And then I did it like <laughs> right when uh, Bam got hit with the the two bundle. Yeah. And I think Charlie Evans retweeted it. It was like, "Oh my god, that beat drop or something." And I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, because. I was just, I was in a coffee shop when I made, when I did like that beat drop, <laughs> I had to stand up and go walk outside for a second. It just, I was like, like, I was like, I was like, God, that beat drops hard. You know, like, and that's my favorite thing is I loved videos that had like just hard ass beat drops. And I wanted to bring that to wrestling, you know, highlight video. That's amazing. I can just oh, imagine but, you in a coffee ooh. shop. Like, I was like i was like just kind of sh- almost shaking i was like god that's so good like that is amazing out over my own stuff oh, yeah and the, atticus, the atticus what was the song you used for the atticus manders one uh it was uh it was code orange it might have been the easy way Ooh, uh, code orange yeah and code orange retweeted that which i didn't even know yes i do remember that i was like holy crap what atticus dm'd me and was like you've seen this right and like i was like seen what you know i was like <gasps> like i just couldn't believe it like <laughs> Code Orange is one of my favorite bands, so that that's was awesome. Like a, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I mean, real recognizing real, as they say, as the hip kids say these as days. The hip kids say, yeah. Um, but the, you know, you you definitely have given us some really great deathmatch content with those two. I know. Um, I'm trying to remember, you worked on a few others. I'm just trying to think because you're you're yeah. as you said, your vault's like 500 strong. So I was just really. I mean, this is gonna sound egotistical but i was really sick of seeing like lame deathmatch videos that were yeah. like set to like butt rock and they and they were just kind of like run of the mill i was like i want to see some body snatcher i want to see some code orange i yeah. want to see just heavy angry shit like i want it to be as violent as possible you know and i think that's what kind of set me apart in the beginning when i was doing these videos like years ago when i was on youtube you know was my deathmatch highlights were much like didn't shy away from any violence yeah um, i told you my random takeda story right i don't know if you did what is the random takeda story so this uh, this will never be confirmed or not okay but it's it's my it's canon in my own head okay so i did a masashi takeda video yeah like maybe it was about six months before wrestlemania in new york so i don't know okay. what year that was yeah that was 2000 that was 2019 jesus well, it was 2019 he, 2018 or so yeah he had the match with gresham and he had the match with jimmy lloyd yeah blood sport and then the spring break with jimmy lloyd so i did this i believe i used coming undone by corn for the okay Takeda video and it was just you know i don't know why i use that song i liked that song in high school and i was just it's a banger so i was like you yeah. know that's just you know, and I was like, just Takeda, you know, fucking people up to that song. I was like, why not? And so then I was kind of, I was watching the spring break stream 
and then coming undone hits. Yes, I just I saw a clip of that. And I kind of looked around my room and I was like, wait, like what's going on right now? And then everyone on Twitter's like, why is he coming out to coming undone? And I was like, did I have something to do with that? Because <laughs> and I scoured the internet. Like, has he ever come out to this song? Has he ever mentioned I, I, this song? I don't um, even think so. I don't think so either. So I guess some dude in the back had to look up Takeda's theme or something and was like, I don't know, maybe this highlight video is his theme. I don't know. <laughs> to this day, I, I don't know if I'll ever get confirmation on that fact. But. No, because I, I literally just, it's funny you mentioned that because I just saw a clip this week of someone posting the entrance with that song. And I'm like, that's not his normal theme. Why did he come out to that? And and why did I'm, he come out to that? And it was like, you know, two, you know, two years ago, me, yeah. you know, just sitting there like, is is he coming out to that song because of my video? Like, that's hilarious! Holy, crap. I had to try to explain to my poor mother like why it was cool. You yeah, know, I, I had to like, tell oh, someone. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. two in the morning. I was like, um, <laughs> Mama Fire Jay's like, what are you doing? It's a, it, it's a thing, Mom. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that's hilarious. And I, I it's funny you mentioned that because I literally just saw it was on F Believable on Insta posted the clip from his entrance what they say were they just like no, why it, did he come out to this well or? no no they were just like oh takeda coming they just put out the clip and then what <laughs> what's happening takeda coming out for spring break and i hear the song I'm like that's not his normal theme because i've seen i've watched ngi3 when he came out to his normal theme and i'm like that's not his normal theme someone just in the back must have been screwing around or, or something or if we want to go galaxy brain, like crazy conspiracy, maybe Takeda saw the video and went, I want that song for one match. Like that it is, probably would because, you he, know, he's smarter happen, than you think. He's, it's smart. <laughs> he's smarter than you think, Masashi Takeda. He's smarter than you think. In my head, he's in the back going, why are you playing the wrong song? You know, and they're like, <laughs> we already hit the play button. And he's like, like I'm just going to go out there, screw it. Because well, he takes a second to come out, and part yeah. of it is like, is he yelling at them? Like, <laughs> just being like, this is not the right song. <laughs> Only Takeda would do such a thing. Oh my god, love um, that guy. I love, I love him too. But um, who are some of your favorite deathmatch guys going right now? Uh, well, Takeda is my like goat. Um, yes. <sighs> trying to, I mean, Atticus is probably my favorite like, um, current U.S. deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. Um. I don't know if he'd call us friends, but um, I'm a, I'm buds with Akira, so I always love seeing his stuff. Another, uh, uh, he's another Yoda Yodos of Death alumni. Uh, so, shout out know. Akira, <laughs> uh, one of the first Deathmatch guys I ever like did promos with. Yes, so he's got he's got a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, G Raver, he's always a good one to just oh, sit G down, Raver. and okay, you're never gonna yeah. be disappointed. You know. Yeah, G Raver is fantastic. I'm very excited to be at the end with him and Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, I don't even know what to think about. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I I have my theories in my head. I've put them in chats. I'm not gonna put them on the airwaves just <laughs> yet. Uh, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> I just want them both to come out okay. That's all I want. That's isn't that the end goal with most deathmatch wrestlers? <laughs> uh, I mean, I am a person who absolutely adores deathmatch wrestling and i'll always get into it but i am also very much like uh i'm i'm like a mother mentality when i watch my friends go into death matches and i'm like okay like please be careful like yep. 
because at the end of the day, you know, I want my, I want people I like and my clients and stuff. I want them to come out. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. I, I do get, I do get very nervous. You know, I, I get nervous too. I'm on the same boat. I'm just like, please make it out. Okay. You know, I just want to see you next time. Oh my goodness. Uh, I was, I was going to bring this up with you yeah. as well. Um, closest I've every deathmatch show I've ever been to, I'm always in the very back. Yeah. Just because that's where I'm most comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But I was at GCW Houston. Yes, I didn't Sonny see you Cub in the crowd. Nate Gage. You saw me in the crowd? Well, I saw they, the camera kind of glared over. I think you were in the mosh. I was like, that, that, is, was, that was hilarious. Scary as hell being <laughs> that close to the ring when Nick, you know, hit Sadiko with the light tubes to start the match. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was like, I think I'm gonna maybe go go stand over there by the corner, and I had to like I like stepped in something sticky, and I looked down, I had stepped in blood, and I was like, oh I was like, where <laughs> am I? I'm in a warehouse in the middle of Houston, like stepping in blood, and there's glass everywhere, and I was like, it was insane, man. Yeah, that was an insane one. Um, actually, kind of speaking of Sadika, and uh, there's been kind of some discourse over her the last week or so i think considering she's faced two of the top two top deathmatch companies guys and there's been some controversy on whether or not she's injured people or not which i'll leave yeah. it up in the air what are your two cents on sadika um there is a level of mystique that comes with a person like that um the aura when she comes into a room is very I'm not going to say Stan Hansen-esque of like, <laughs> you need to like get out of the way, but like, like there was a moment in her match with Nick Gage in which she said, move uh, to the crowd. Cause she was going to do a light tube spot. Yeah. And then she waited maybe three seconds. And I think there was two people who were like, what did she say? And she didn't even wait for them. To, she was like, oh, I said it. So I'm gonna go ahead and do the spot. And <laughs> I couldn't even see her. I just saw glass explode in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. And I was just, I'm like, I think, you know i see all these like wrestlers peeking around the curtain yeah um, and i'm just standing there going like oh my god like it's it feels dangerous it feels underground it feels very like raw and that's cool if that's an act you know what i mean yeah i don't want her injuring people i don't know if she has or not and i don't want her going off script or anything and part of me thinks it's a work part of me doesn't uh, i think that's just up to uh i think that's up to the viewer and yeah. I mean, we'll see i mean i don't know if her story uh it's interesting i guess i i guess i'm being very on the fence but no i i, I just was as i said i just want your two cents and i mean <laughs> she's um, crazy to see live she's very very nice with fans yeah i think I've that's something that. that should be documented um but at the same time there is a level of like is everything okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, right um because i was gonna say i saw this one fan who put there was a facebook i don't know if you saw us with her in jersey where some fan hit a a light tube over his head and like he said i was like i think you told me about that yeah i yeah i told you about that i was like like that's cool and all but just no like you don't want to cut so deep that you're going to end up with like 10 stitches over your head in the hospital. Like you gotta be somewhat conscious there yeah, of what you're doing. Also all the people to do that to like a person who has a, 
a reputation of being a bit too rough with people. Excessive. Yeah. Because... Um, I, mean, I don't know, man. I've been trying to ponder over the Sadika conversation. Like, she's definitely got that mystique, and there is that aura with her. But there's a fine line in what wrestlers do and what they can and can't do. And I think that kind of changes over time, and we've seen yeah. it change over time. And, I mean, I, I think the best line... I can't believe I'm quoting this, but the John Wayne Murdoch thing where he literally said she's a coked up bear. That is, I don't know if you heard that. Like apparently that's I haven't. That's apparently a line I've heard. So I think it was John Wayne said it was like a coked up bear. So like I'm like, you do not hear anyone say that about anybody in professional wrestling. You have to literally as you said, like Stan Hansen levels or Bruiser Brody levels of crazy to get that kind of talk. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, I'm trying to remember the last time we had a a wrestler or even like a female wrestler who had this level of like maybe Kong, Awesome Kong, you know, yeah. like levels of like this person is not someone that you know you mess with. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it, it was Sadika. There is that intrigue. Of just like, what's she gonna do? Like, is she just gonna That's shoot on appeal, her opponent? You, you buy tickets because you might have a light tube bundle thrown over your head into the crowd. You know, that's the appeal. or have the or have the ref or have her throw a bundle at the ref or it's just there's a lot that's going on. I think I'm I'm on the same thing as I'm on the fence as well. I I don't want to see her hurt everybody from Timbuktu to wherever. Yeah. But I also want to see her excel as a wrestler because when she does come to the States, there is a level of intrigue that is is almost unparalleled that we've seen with a, with deathmatch wrestling as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have like everyone everyone sees these deathmatch wrestlers. And that's no no, I'm not putting down anyone when I say this, but like it's just you come out, you do your stuff, like there's no like unpredictability. Right, and that's the fun part, you know. I mean, like, I think Gage has that energy too, yes, but like, does. not a lot of people do. No, it's it's hard to replicate that energy, especially when you're literally blood, glass, <laughs> thumbtacks, and whatnot. But, but once again, it's almost like if we go back to the bear analogy, it's like those videos of like in a Russian circus where they have a dancing <laughs> bear. Yeah, it's like oh, it's performing how you want it to perform. But one day, it's just going to get a little tired of that and it's going to snap on you. Yeah, you and that's kind know. of the Sadika vibe. Is you're you're sitting there going, is this the time where the bear handler is going to get eaten? You know. Yeah, and it definitely seems like they're like her reputation precedes her, considering that you've seen matches with her where she's oh, I don't know run out of the cage and has made a ref look like he's saw a ghost or you've seen her uh, just do a weird match with someone like um, the GCW show in Dallas with Schlack and it just ends and she's still out there like I want to fight that was weird and that she was, grabbed the then the like, and, my, and my friends wrestling unicorns, the wrestling like unicorns. <laughs> and she's like tell them I want to fight and Schlack's just like no like you don't know where you're going to get. So I think I'm glad I was able to get you on and talk that Sadika debate because there's, there is a debate. Oh. There's a, there's a debate that's going to continue as long as she's getting booked. I mean, look, ICW no holds bar just booked her against Mickey Knuckles, another Yodo Sadat alumni that should be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Cause I, I know mama Mickey, I'm going to see her in a few weeks at insane. Hey, I'm going to be like, so you ready for Sadika? And she's going to look me dead in the eye. I can tell you right now. 
She's like, she does not scare me. Maybe she should. That's, that's all it, I'll it, say. It's, 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 it's Mickey Knuckles. I mean, she's one of, no, she's one of the OGs. Mickey Knuckles is super bad at She came by one of my spaces one time. She didn't talk, but she was just in the audience. And I was just like, what? Is that Mickey Knuckles? <laughs> like, we were all just like, yeah. what? And um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, now we're going to get really like the, the, the female deathmatch dynamo of now versus the female deathmatch dynamo of yesteryear in a single match yeah and i don't know what to expect but yeah sadika is a it's such an intriguing talent and intriguing mystique i I just wanted to kind of air that out there for people because i know there's been a lot a lot of conversation and discourse over her the last week yeah and i mean as someone who was you know 10 feet away from her in a ring you know like i mean it's surreal she's an enigma she isn't. I think that's the best way to put it. She's really an enigma. Um, so kind of just wrap things up here. Um, I always like giving my guests just the benefit of the doubt to just the floor to just kind of plug their stuff. I know for you, you are in between jobs. You are. Um, it's been a bit rough, but how can people support you during these tough times? Oh, well, thank you. I do. I do appreciate you giving me that. Um, for uh, I'd say for workers, wrestlers, promotions, you know, um, at Ivan Fire J on Twitter or at Fire J Media on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm available for almost any kind of video work for fans of me or my video work or my spaces. Um, I do have a merch store now on Brainbuster Tees. Go buy the badass Fire J logo, which I am in love with. It's <laughs> it's best logo i've ever had i uh, love it but i also have my my original logo i just put on a hat oh okay. um but yeah Brainbuster tees uh, would be i guess the best way to directly support me other than paying for a video uh yeah or if you just want to support me by hanging out in the spaces you know everyone everyone's welcome no that's awesome to hear yeah i think that's stuff I, I didn't even know you had a merch store until you mentioned it uh it's very new yeah. very new okay it's only been around for like maybe two weeks okay well yeah see it's been a while since a lot has changed in the months but i mean it is really yeah, a lot has changed. a lot has changed the world's changing the delta variant's real um cm punk will probably be back in wrestling by the hey, time this airs hey, <laughs> hey i'm gonna be there and I, I don't know how oh to contain my. myself okay you might be a part of the biggest pop in wrestling history oh my goodness yeah and of course they open up 300 more seats it's gonna be uh, capacity 17k which 17K, is 17k yeah i mean i have i mean the united center is like my backyard arena so it's like holds usually 20k so this is really really close to that oh. And I mean, like, I've seen a lot of crazy wrestling moments of these past couple of years. Yeah, so I we feel all like have. I'm like, I'm not bummed that I don't get to be there because it's like when I look at what I've seen these past couple of years, like I got to be there when Moxley confronted Gage. Yeah. I got to see Okada versus Tanahashi live in Texas. So oh, like, wow. Yeah. My, <laughs> I'm pretty stocked up for moments. So I'm excited that you get to have that. You know, I've had my wrestling moments too and all, but I mean, if, if, if it really is punk coming out, I mean, I'm trying to like reserve myself 
don't it's, just he's it, coming you have I, I, to acknowledge it i know but i'm just like there's always in the back of my head and everyone's it's trying a work. It's, it's a work it's a work it's a work pal it's the most carny move in wrestling history oh my god but no um it's really awesome and i mean it's it's chicago but the enough of that because i'm trying to contain my excitement here don't that. just let it out ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways ivan it's been a real pleasure to have you on yeah um, thank you for having me uh for the second time i'm glad I know. we could second glad time we could part this. two this is not a ghost episode or some bullshit yeah. no matter how bad the wi-fi was or anything no, it's, it, got, it's gonna come out <laughs> yeah it's gonna come out um chopped and screwed it's gonna chopped come and out. screwed edited de-edited whatever but um anyways enough shit chat with everyone um i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode well, of course with my dear friend ivan fire j from ivan fire j to lauren rosenberg thank you guys and have a good rest of your day night however you're listening to us adios This has been a Countout Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.